0: Morning.
1: Nice.
0: What's that? Kids? Walking by? Yeah. Uh, uh the Jewish kids. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think you have Christmas coming up, right? This week.
2: Monday.
0: This Monday. What? Christmas? Oh. Yeah. Oh, New,
2: Year.
0: New Year's. They have New Year's before they have Christmas.
3: They have a lunar. They don't have Christmas.
0: Oh. Oh, nice. You build things? Uh, not so much. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube there. And Hake is here, so he would uh, uh, let me know and I can respond to your questions and comments. All right. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. Good. Um, amazing. Any questions or comments? Hmm. Anybody had a life this week? Oh, you had a life. How did uh, it go?
4: I was thinking. About, excuse me. I was thinking a lot about what you said uh, last week regarding my son, and I was trying to figure out. Okay, what would I advise? What's that noise?
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: Right. Sorry. Uh, What would I advise my son based on what I learned here at Bond Church? And then I was like, well, never mind what I would say. What would uh, Pastor Jesse say? So I wrote down here seven things, seven lessons Pastor Jesse could teach my 19-year-old son. Um, Number one, always avoid anger. Number two, forgive your parents. Number three, don't be beta. Number four, don't overthink things; just do it. Number five, avoid perfection. Number six, know thyself, and number seven, you must overcome your own evil. So that's what I got from you, basically.
0: And did you tell him those no things? I
4: haven't told him yet, Why but not? he because I, ha- oh, I, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him the last few days. But I was pretty amazed when I made the list. Like, oh my gosh. This is good stuff. I, I was like, "It's okay.
0: amazing stuff." Once you start doing it, yeah. It's so I was BMI. like,
4: "Those are," I mean, seven. I mean, if somebody wants to add m- few more things from the audience, that's you know, make it ten things. But uh, I, I got those seven things. I was pretty impressed. And then one more thing, I was thinking a lot about what you said last week as well about homeless and drug addicts and alcoholics, and everything, and it goes, you know, how God allows that, and I actually think, based on what I've, from this service here every Sunday, that it's not God that allows it, it's bad parenting, because bad parenting causes drug addicts, bad parenting causes alcoholics, bad parenting causes homelessness, Um, and it's all due to the parents, whether it's a one-parent family, or a two-parent family, but you can't blame God. You can blame the parents for sure, um, yeah. because right. there's a whole bunch of crappy parents in the last 40 years. Yeah. And that's, that's right. why there's an extreme rise in in homelessness, extreme yeah, rise can. in alcoholics, extreme rise in drug addicts. It's because the parents are now crappy.
0: Did you think about and you're right about that? 100 percent. Did you think about the biblical question this week? Or I, I, I can't remember. That means you didn't think about it. Then.
4: I don't have that good a memory.
0: That means you didn't think about it anymore. You're what's, right.
4: Uh, you're right. Uh what's wrong with being wrong? What's wrong with being wrong? What's wrong with being wrong? Oh jeez. Um <laughs> You're killing me. Um what's wrong There's there's nothing wrong with being Wrong because no one's perfect, I think. Right. Oh, my gosh, this is driving me insane, this question. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with being wrong? What's, what's wrong? No, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong because no one's perfect. Right, you know, I mean, there's a lot of...
0: You said there's nothing wrong with being wrong?
4: No, because uh, no one's perfect. Okay. No one's perfect. And, you know, so you're going to be wrong every day of your life. Okay. Every day of your life.
0: So the rest of your life, you're going to be wrong? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're only living up to what? Did you say 70 or 80? Um, uh, uh,
4: 79. You, I, I, you I, 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 probably, won't, I will probably won't live past 80. Oh. I mean, I know you're 73. Um, congratulations. I Thank would love you. to be p- seventy three, you know, but you know, but
0: you might, you probably won't make it.
4: I, I think I'll make seventy three.
0: You will, but not I, past I, I, d-
4: it. I don't know. Max is seventy nine. I oh, don't, okay. I can't, can't see me <laughs> living past eighty.
0: What, what is it like knowing that you're going to die at seventy nine? I, I, I
4: it, the, there's not a good likelihood of most men living past eighty plus. And women, if you don't
0: have a wife, you can do it. Uh,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> that's right. a loaded question.
0: Yes, Raymond. What's wrong with being wrong? You had your hand, right?
5: Yes, I did. Okay. When you're wrong, you run away from reality. When you're wrong, you run away from reality. Explain yourself. When uh, when a person uh, person becomes wrong, he uh, he or she sh- uh, shuts himself. From why he is wrong, and the, and because of that, uh, that he refu- uh, that person refused to face the reality of himself. Or
0: okay, amazing. This young lady want to respond. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I see you um, in your head thinking about it. Uh, What's am, wrong with being wrong?
6: I I think it's sort of the human condition to be wrong a great deal of the time. I think that being wrong, up a being wrong may not be necessarily wrong, but failing to recognize it and work on improving is where the wrong really comes in.
0: You said being wrong, not necessarily wrong. And so, I, I mean, that's
6: want- that's a really difficult one for me to answer. Oh, yeah, is. I mean, wrong is wrong. Yeah, but uh, some degree of reality comes in. But yeah, I mean, wrong is always wrong.
0: But it's not wrong to be wrong
6: uh, i don't I don't think it's necessarily wrong to be wrong
0: do you want to it be lets, right
6: i I want to be um, i don't necessarily want to be right no, I want to be right in god's eyes, but my well, yeah. own I misjudged just as recently as yesterday you know about my own reaction and you know, I just try to pick up and go again.
0: So if there's nothing wrong with being wrong, why do you want to be right in God's sight?
6: Because that's what matters.
0: God matters? Yes. And so earthly are you right? judgment
6: doesn't. Someone's I'm opinion sorry? Of, I don't think uh, someone's opinion, I mean, necessarily really matters at all. It doesn't? No. Um, it shouldn't not to so me. So why are
0: you bother by others' opinion?
6: I'm working hard not to, and I'm getting better at it, but, um, but I try not was, to. But question was,
0: why are you bothered by other opinions? I don't know. You don't know?
6: The truth is, I don't know.
0: But you know that you are?
6: Yes. Uh, well, not everybody's opinion, just a few choice I'll people. A few choice people, maybe not everybody's opinion. People that know me well.
0: So you're bothered by the people that know you well, opinion, but not someone that doesn't know you that well. And why? Why not treat them both the same?
6: Um, Well, first of all, I'm probably not going to know the opinion of someone that doesn't know me well. I'm sorry? I'm not going to know the opinion of somebody that doesn't know me well to start with. And if they're really not known to me or casual acquaintance, you know. um, But I realize realize that that is a big issue that I have. Um, Having loved ones misjudge me.
0: And you that know, bothers you? It does. And it, why?
6: Um, <laughs> I I don't know.
0: You don't know why? No. Do you ever ask yourself, why am I bothered by yes. them? Yes. And what do you come up with?
6: Uh, I, I don't come up with an answer why. I come up with the answer every single time, just let it go, because... It's kind of like that silly little meme or whatever. It's supposed to be Kermit the Frog that says, "Other people's opinion of you are none of your business." So I really want to achieve that, you realizing said the frog that, said that. Yeah, Kermit the Frog. You know, they always apply things to oh. creatures and people. They didn't. I'm pretty sure Kermit didn't really say that since yeah. he's a Muppet. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, just other people's opinion of you are none of your business. And so and I want to achieve that. I want to get there. And realize that those opinions don't matter.
0: Right. Okay. And do you know how to get there?
6: Yes. It's oh. A lot of silent prayer. A are lot of letting that? go of all of that. Uh, you know, past history of, I don't know, being a people pleaser, a family pleaser, whatever.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> a, and are you? Have you stopped doing those things? Are you doing uh, the silent prayer? In, in
6: a, yes. In a yes, every I morning, do. Every morning every night. At Least once a day, I can't claim every morning and every night, but usually at bedtime, yes
0: at, at bedtime
6: yes, definitely, and, and why
0: not in in the morning
6: um no good reason
0: no good reason, no, you're letting the devil talk you out of doing it in the morning does I think that you? would
6: probably be appropriately stated, yeah,
0: what does he tell you
6: um uh, get up, get moving, I'm things sorry? to get up, get moving, things to do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: And why you worship the devil? Why do you listen to him?
6: I don't know. I'm working on it.
0: you working on it by doing yeah. what?
6: Well, some mornings I do say the silent prayer. <laughs> Those are victory days. <laughs> you know?
0: All right. We try to do it every morning. Okay. Especially in the morning because it's during the day we have most of the challenges. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to yes. deal with yourself, with people, and all that. Right. Amazing. The young man behind you want to respond to the biblical question: What's wrong with being wrong?
7: Um, Well, similar to last week, um, when you asked, "Are you a success?" It seemed like there was a worldly way of looking at it, and then a biblical way of looking at it. Because your response was, "Well, if we look at success the way us humans do, the way the world does, well, this is it's totally irrelevant." And so, when it comes to being wrong, I can't help but look at it the same way. Whereas, it are we looking at it in a in a worldly way, like being wrong for day-to-day things, or is it wrong in, say, God's eyes or in a biblical view? But um, my straight answer, is it wrong to be wrong? I would say no, because I think it's an opportunity to bring humility into your life if you are wrong. You know, like So there's nothing
0: wrong with being wrong?
7: Can't say so. Can't say so. I think it's a beautiful opportunity to learn something um, if you are indeed wrong.
0: Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, Frankie? what's wrong with being wrong
1: Uh, i've not thought it all the way through yet uh but in my life um the wrong when i'm wrong in any way always that's when i learned the most that's when i discovered the most that's when uh i had the most problems and things like that in my life um you know uh and that's when i dis- I, I you know I, I started to discover myself when i was wrong you know what did I, you
0: learn from being wrong about yourself i i learned um, give me one I small to, example
1: i used to be um i used to be envious of other people and their personalities and 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 uh i used to uh almost like music you know you like you like uh michael jackson and you like the way he danced and so you try to be like him in some ways so you not tried to dance like Michael? Uh, yeah you know oh lord <laughs> i can don't know that? it's all i can think of in the, at this moment but, but walking but you know you you know as a kid you would do all the things that he would do and and uh you would you you, you thought that was the ultimate yeah you know and and you kind of T- you, you'd fall away from yourself.
0: And so how were you helped? I knew that
1: when I discovered when that discovered that was, was wrong.
0: When you to be Michael Jackson, how would you help?
1: There's only, there was only one Michael Jackson, and that was him. And, and where I, is I he could now? be. I don't know. He's in Michael Jackson <laughs> he heaven. <did. clears throat> but I discovered that I, I could be the best. He was the best him that he could be, and I need to be the best me that I could be.
0: Amazing.
1: So, okay. so I discovered that was wrong, and I said I could never be, never be as good as, as him. So, All right. so um, anyways, off the top of my.
0: Did you have your hand for this question, right here? What's wrong with being wrong? I,
2: I, I'm, I'm under the impression the biblical question was, is it wrong to be wrong?
0: What's wrong with being wrong?
2: Is that what it was? I thought it was. What's wrong with being wrong? Oh, but either way, it doesn't matter. I think it is. No,
0: it's what's wrong with being wrong?
2: Okay. I think it is wrong to be wrong. Um, I think the problem with it, while everyone is addressing that, like, in our mistakes, uh, there are learning you opportunities. It is
0: wrong to be wrong? Yes. And, and what's wrong with being wrong?
2: Um, so, while many people are elaborating that, like, being wrong is a learning opportunity, a, an opportunity to grow, um, the way I see it, It's like we're all made in the image of God, right? And God, it represents, I believe there's objective right and wrong, right? God represents truth, right? That, that which is right with the universe, right? Every time you move farther away from that starting point of God, you're more and more increasingly wrong as you're moving away from the source of what is right. So, is it wrong to be wrong? Yes, because you're, you're no, moving away from God. No, is it
0: wrong to be wrong. What's wrong with being wrong?
2: Being, what's wrong with being wrong is that you're moving away from God. You're moving away from the source of what is right. And then you can justify it in this world by saying, oh, well, I'm growing. I'm getting knowledge. I'm getting this and that. But you're perfect. You were made perfect by God. And now we move away our whole lives. That's why we talk here about you need to return to the Father. You need to come back to what is right, the source of all that is good and right.
0: So in a few words or less, what's wrong with being wrong?
2: What's wrong with being wrong is that you're moving away from that which is right, which is God.
0: Okay. The young man behind you want to respond. (laughs) What's wrong with being wrong?
7: Uh, I'm going to say nothing.
0: Nothing wrong with it? Right. And why do you say nothing?
7: In my experience, when I was wrong in a conversation with somebody, whoever it was, it felt it didn't feel all, I didn't get all, you know, I didn't tighten up, you know, like the anger. You're always talking about the anger. Right. It's involved with my, per, with my anger. I, I didn't get all angry. Okay. I was just, I just, I was, I, I was like, okay, you're right. I'm wrong. And it was, you know what I mean? Like a kind of a sigh Very of interesting.
0: relief. Very interesting. <clears throat> so you say there's nothing wrong with being wrong.
7: I'm going to say there's nothing wrong with it.
0: Okay. Amazing. Yes. What's wrong with being wrong? Nothing. Nothing wrong with being wrong? And why not?
8: Because God gives us the right to be wrong.
0: God, what do you mean by that?
8: Like we have the right to be wrong.
0: What do you mean by that?
8: Meaning that once we're aware that without God, we're nothing but dead wrong.
0: So we have the right to be wrong. Do you want to be right or you want to be wrong?
8: I want to be right.
0: <laughs> but if there's nothing wrong with being wrong, why do you want to be right?
8: The reason why there's nothing wrong with it is because without God, we are dead wrong.
0: <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Was, <laughs> <laughs> he like... Because I thought that was like you want deep. to applaud? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was deep. <laughs> <laughs> um... So if there's nothing wrong with being wrong, why do you want to be right? And this is, this is fellowship. It's not a guessing game. We're fellowshipping, edifying one another, all right? Yes. Because like Troy was saying, that is our
8: original true nature is to be of the Spirit of God. So we know what's right, but with, when we're separated from it, we're just wrong, and, and it's nothing we could do about it.
0: Okay. Did you think about the biblical question this week? A lot. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> and that's what you came up with? No, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm playing. I'm joking. Just joking. Yes, sir. What's wrong with being wrong? Your hand is for the biblical question, right?
9: Yes. Okay. So, um two years of COVID stuff is wrong. What? Co- all the COVID, st- it could ca- it cause it ca- strife. Uh, being wrong can
0: cause strife? Yeah. You- give me an example of what, what you mean.
9: Well, there is, you know, is it, can I get like political? And say, I'm not sure what, what all I could say or not say. You know?
0: uh, a little bit, but I don't like being political in church.
9: Yeah, uh, pers- person. to reach all people. Uh, just when everyone thinks things should be a certain way, and you know, I see see it different. It just becomes difficult for for me to, you know, uh, do the things that I was used to doing and just getting along.
0: It make it difficult for you.
9: Yeah, because they expect me to do something that I don't agree with. Who, who is like I've talking to, about the masks? And, oh, I see. Yeah.
0: It make it hard on you because they expect you to wear a mask. Yeah. And, they're and f- you don't want to. I, correct. Oh, OK. And why is that hard for you? Difficult for you? Well, I th-
9: have uh, like or I, I've had uh, diagnosis, mental problems. So I think
0: you have mental problems.
9: I don't I don't know. I mean, I was diagnosed with them, so... Oh, I see. Okay. So, so I, in my my mind, I feel like I'm eligible to be exempt.
0: Because you're mentally ill?
9: Well, it is a reason to be exempt. Uh, you
0: think they should let you not wear a mask because you're mental? Uh,
9: yeah, I think that's a reason.
0: And, and why to... is that? Well, it's... If you're crazy, you're going to be crazy with or without the mask,
9: right? Um. Yeah, it's just really stressful. It's uh, I, I, it's more difficult to breathe, and and I just don't trust it. And I, oh, okay. I just, I think it's healthier to not do it. And I right. just want to be healthier. And so the them forcing me to do it is really difficult because I don't think it's the best thing for my health.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. Yes, ma'am. You. Yeah, I understand now. What's wrong with being wrong?
10: I don't know. I, I thought about this way too much this week, <laughs> like way too much, and... Do you see next to Hassan? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like when you're in the wrong, you don't see yourself in the wrong. And when you're wrong, you think you're right. So it's not until you wake up where you're like, oh my God, now I see what I did. And, I mean, I've, I've experienced it this week. That's where I'm like, oh, my gosh, what? You know, and I can't, you can't help a person that doesn't want to be helped. Or you can't help a situation that doesn't want to be, you know, fixed or helped or, you know, just in the right. So it's really hard to <laughs> answer that. I don't know. I mean. Oh, okay. At least you thought about it. Uh, too much. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Yes, You had your hand for that? Yes, sir.
3: I think to add on to what she just said was you don't know you're wrong um, until it's revealed to you. That's my opinion because.
0: And so what's wrong with being wrong?
3: I think the, the wrong part is not knowing that you're wrong. You know, you don't you don't see your own flaws. You don't see your own mistakes until somebody tells you or until you have a revelation and it comes to you. Like if you think about it, you've never seen your own physical face unless it was in a mirror or in a photo. So you don't know what you look like until you have something show you. So I think what's wrong is not being, not knowing that you're wrong. Okay. Amazing.
0: Nice. I have this thing I want to read for you first. It came, this is from uh, Anna. Anna, right? Huh? Anna. You want to read it? Because I don't have my glasses. I want to read it Good. Who is it from and the man's name and everything. That's okay. the anchor, baby. What's up? Did y'all listen to his show this weekend? Stop. <laughs> y'all didn't listen to the show? He didn't
9: stream.
0: Oh, right. I rest my case. He didn't do a show. It on Go ahead. <laughs> I was <waiting> for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I think the war was waiting. Nobody. It, did was you waiting. let people know you were not on? Uh-huh. Oh,
2: okay.
11: Not really.
0: Not really? mm you didn't say a word? Not really. Wow. Okay.
11: <laughs> okay. May you I?
0: read it? No. Yeah, he, he... No, you can read it. <laughs> he speak like a white guy, so... Well, I thank you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> who is it from? Who, oh, who said it in the, in the yellow writing in the purse?
7: I don't uh, well, wait a minute, we got writing on the back,
0: but it doesn't say the name. Uh, yes, it does. Let Nick read it, he, he prepared for it.
7: cracks me up when she calls in. I'm back. It
11: cracks me up when she calls in, when she calls you.
0: Oh, Anna. Anna from, yeah. she's
7: always, it's Anna, I'm from Missouri, but it's like, wait, what? You're not from Missouri?
11: Go ahead. Okay, so this is from Anna from Missouri, says, to achieve world government, it is necessary. A to, to achieve world government, it is necessary. Who's it
0: from first? Who said that? Anna. Anna no. from Missouri. the bottom. Oh, yeah. you want me to read the back part first? No, the yellow part. Yeah. On the front.
11: So you're asking who this quote is from? Yeah. This quote is from right. psychiatrist Dr. George Brock Chisholm, from 1896 to 1971. He was the first Director General of the World Health Organization, President of the World Federation of Mental Health from 1957 to 58, and Humanist of the Year, 1959, the opinions and philosophy of this lifelong Marxist had a profound effect on early learning in the West. And so the quote here from this Dr. George Brock Chisholm, to achieve world government, it is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism, loyalty to family tradition, national patriotism, and religious dogmas. And uh, it looks like she wrote something on the back.
0: Oh, I don't want to read that part. I just want to read the, the front of it. It's fascinating. It's about this. It's about the front part. I didn't even see anything. It's not about personal. It. Okay, go ahead.
11: All these, she writes, all these factors were successfully taken away from the people in Germany since the socialists took over in 1918. Today, the norm in Germany is divorce, if marriage at all, gayness, shame for, the own, for their own nationality, and fake Christianity. And as she says, we had a Martin Luther, too, who made it his mission to bring sexuality into the church. Only my individualism, I never lost.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate that. And that's what somebody mentioned the famine and stuff being broken down. That's what's happening right now in our country. What I notice is the hardest thing in the world, in America, for human beings to do today is to be individuals. Rarely do you see people who are willing to stand alone. Whereas when I was growing up, it was the norm to be an individual. That doesn't mean you don't hang out with others, get along, have friends, but you're willing to stand alone. And that's, that's gone now for the most part. People run from one group, one bunch of friends, to another one, to another one to get validation, and they're never going to get better until you're willing to stand alone. Even when you're seeking God... You have to be willing to stand alone for that. You have to be all in no matter if you lose the world. If you lose all your family, all your friends, all your things, all your everything, and you're willing to stand with nothing, then you can know God. But most people are not willing to do that. So they have destroyed individualism. And they have destroyed the family. We, uh, Nick gave me a story this week that in twenty forty five I think the family I and mean within, Christianity
11: within fifty years Christianity
0: be gone right
11: a minority in the country I said well else no. within fifty years we'll be a minority in the country
0: in your own country in a Christian country we're going to be minority. how did that happen it been destroyed isn't that amazing Christianity the best religion on this side of heaven the religion that with the help of God, created the greatest country, the Western world, really, is being destroyed and taken over by evil. That's mind blowing. The families been destroyed. Uh, he made the point about the families are to blame. It's the parents, and you're right about that. You absolutely because if the parents, if the parents are right, then the the kids will grow up right. It will grow up right. Um, I want to tell you this story, and then I I mentioned this earlier on uh, the radio show this week. And some of you may have heard it, some might not. I want to assume that everyone heard it. Uh, I saw this story where, and it was a true story, where this mother had a daughter. And this mother raised her daughter, but she didn't raise her daughter to be an individual, she raised her daughter to rely on her. And so the girl turned like 18 or 19, and by the time she was 18 or 19, she had two or three children out of wedlock. And because the girl was still living at home and was not independent, she relied on her mother, so she had to go on welfare to raise the kids. And uh, so what the mother did was to, uh, whenever the girl got a welfare check, it would go in the mother's account and not the the young lady's account. And the mother would pay the bills, I guess, buy food and stuff for the babies. But, and then the mother would give the girl a few dollar bills for herself, you know, and the girl would just hate it. And she hated the mother. And, and there were times when the mother would give the daughter some money from the account, not much, but just some, and she would throw it back in her face. This is not enough money. Why are you only give me this much? And and the mother would say, "Because you are not responsible. You won't take responsibility. You won't do for yourself." And the girl would say, "I hate you. I literally hate you. I wish I didn't live here. I hate you." And so it went on like that for years. And so the girl hated the mother so much. The mother would not let go of the girl. She was a grown woman, and the mother wouldn't let go of her. While at the same time saying that you're irresponsible. And then while at the same time taking care of the girl by living there with no job, the money going into the mother's account, she dishing it out to the girl. She was doing nothing to make the girl be responsible, right? And the girl hated it. And so what the girl did one day is she got put her little tight pants on. You know how those women wear those little tight things, right? They like clean to the body. Even when they fat, they have them on. You ever seen <laughs> fat women in those things? I was like, how you going to be fat wearing those little <laughs> tight things? Don't you suppose like wear big clothes to hide the fat? But anyway, I, di- I, di- I divert. <laughs> digress. <laughs> if I'm black, I divert. <laughs> if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm white, I digress. But anyway, so the girl got put on her little tights, put her heels on, and she went to one of the local playgrounds there where the black guys were playing basketball. And she seduced one of the guys. And this guy, she seduced, was younger than her. He was like 17, 16, somewhere in there. And so they they started dating. And the girl, the boy would come and stay overnight and live there with the mother and the girl if he wanted to, because the mother would do anything about it. And so they dated, and the girl felt complete. She like, I always want a family. I always want a husband and kids, right? And so they, they never got married, but they were dating, staying at the mother's house. And so the girl got pregnant by this guy who would have made her third child or so. And the mother told her, when the guy wasn't around, because the girl wanted to have the baby, she wanted a family, even though she already had two or three kids. And so the girl. T- the mother told the girl "Why the guy wasn't around, you should have an abortion. You're not going to be able to take care of that child. You already have two or three kids, and you should have an abortion. And But don't tell the guy. And so the girl went and had the abortion, and the guy wanted the baby, and the girl did too, but the mother talked her out of it. And so she had the abortion without telling the, the man. And And the man found out. She eventually told the guy, I had an abortion. And the guy went off because he was really happy. He was like, who told you to have an abortion? You didn't let me know, right? And the guy got so angry, and she said, well, my mother told me to do it. And so long story short, the guy came home one night, or one day or something, and the mother lay the in the front room asleep on the couch, and he killed the mother. She had a, like a, a, a little jar sitting next to her. He took that jaw and beat her in the head until he just broke it. Then he went to the kitchen and got a frying pan, pan, and he beat the woman in the head and bent the pan all up. That's how vicious he was fighting her. So he beat her, and he went into the bedroom and told the girl, come and help me with your mother. I think I killed her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the girl like, okay. <laughs> what the? And so the girl went into the front room, and she helped the boy wrap the mother up in a blanket. Put, and, and they noticed that the mother wasn't quite there yet. She was still breathing while they were wrapping her in the blanket. And then the girl like, oh, she's still breathing. And the guy like, okay, let's put her in the trunk of her car so she will die. She will suffocate and die. And they are like, okay. <laughs> and so the girl and the guy wrapped the mother in the blanket, put her in the trunk, and let her suffocate and die, right? And, and, and the point to that story is that when you help somebody, you're creating an enemy. When you don't teach your children to work while growing up, you're creating an enemy. Because when they can't get what they want from you, they're going to turn on you. They'll turn on you. And they'll destroy you. You try to put them out the house, you get, they're like 50 years old, you got to go now, they'll turn on you. Because you have created an enemy and not a friend. And then I, 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 I saw this documentary about how the little Christians would go around the world spreading the gospel, right? <laughs> Telling folks about Jesus. But what they would do, they would take food with them too, and they would feed the homeless. And they would go to these African countries, and they would take the Bibles, and they would take rice and beans and free food, free clothing, and everything like that. And so it got to the point where the merchants, the businessmen that had businesses over there, got angry at the Christians for bringing them all this free stuff because it was putting the merchants out of business. The people got to a point where they didn't want to go to work. And they didn't want to buy food from the store because they were getting it free. So they turned on each other. Isn't that amazing sir? You can't be helping people. They would turn on you. And then there was uh, another, oh, like in L.A. now and around the country, this country, the Christians and the, and the people go around helping the homeless. They feed them. They close them. They get, you know, a free shelter now. And the the Christians are all happy that they went out and did their Christian duties today. They fed the homeless. And they've been doing this for the last, uh, since I came out here in 1968, and they were doing it then. And the situations have only gotten worse. And to the point that the homeless people are turning on the Christians. You will feed them, and they will rob you. You will feed them, and they will rape you. They're not, not. The homeless situation's gotten worse, right? But they, their, the ego feel good. The Christian's ego feel good about helping the homeless because that's what Jesus would do. And so they, and the homeless are turning on you, just like your kids turn on you, just like the people in Africa turn on each other. You can't be helping people like this. And now they're talking about giving the homeless free free apartments and things like that. They're like building buildings so that homeless people can live free in a nice apartment. Those people are going to destroy those places. They're not going to appreciate those places. It's going to only make them worse. And then the last example I used, it all just came to me with this one stir that I saw with the mother and daughter. Everything just kind of registered. And um, um, the, the other thing I re- what was I about to say? One uh, yeah. last example to... Uh, oh, yeah. It's that uh, white people have not told blacks the truth over these years, nearly 70 years. They have not said to the black people, I'm not your problem. Your problem is not a spiritual problem. Your problem is a family problem. and uh, I mean, it's not physical. It's spiritual. and it's, not, it's a family issue. It has nothing to do with the outside. It has everything to do with you. But instead of saying that to the blacks, being afraid to say it or whatever, feeling guilty, the blacks have turned on the whites now. They're literally turned on the whites. And the whites have given the blacks everything they wanted. And not all, not all, not all blacks, but most. They're giving them everything, affirmative action, free education, free everything. And now the blacks have turned on the whites. And whites are their primary enemy now. They're killing them. They're raping them. They're robbing them. They are following them home and stealing their cars. They are taking their jobs and things, everything away from them. They have turned on them because whites didn't stand up and do the right thing. You can't help people. There are ways that you can't help people. They only get worse. There are men at home living with their mothers. They're like 60, 70 years old. Isn't that amazing? Because that nature... And my point that I was making that human nature is evil. Human nature is evil. And some people don't want to say that. You want to think that human nature is good, but it's not. It, when, you, when you examine it, when you get to know yourself, you're going to be surprised how evil you are. And everything you do is phony and fake. It has an agenda. Everything you do in that ego nature has a hidden agenda. Whether you admit it or not, it has an agenda. A nice person has never done anything good. And and good deeds don't change a bad nature. It doesn't change it. You can do good deeds, but you have the wrong intention because your nature is wrong. And God has forgiven us for our sins, for the things that we do, uh, have done. That was, we were redeemed from that years ago when Christ came. We were redeemed from that, from the things we do. But it's the nature that has to change. Human nature is deceitful. Every human being that has not overcome that nature has a hidden agenda. Everyone not one that don't have it. Just think about it. When you do nice things for people, you're smiling and, and, and you do, you give bread or money or whatever. You go help the sick. But you want to be praised for it. You want to be recognized for it. You don't just do it and expect nothing in return. You have a hidden agenda because your nature is evil. We have to overcome the evil nature and Christ made it. So that we can overcome that nature. But until you get to know yourself, you will never overcome. You got to pay attention to you in in order to overcome that evil nature. And it runs deeper than you um, uh, uh, imagine. It really does. Because you, you have so identified with it, you don't know the depths of how wicked you are. That's why it's so easy to offend you. Someone can be nice and you like love the person. Oh, they're so nice. Let me go over and help Mary Ann today. She's so nice. Or John Doe or whoever, right? And the minute they disagree with you, you turn just like that. You turn. Or they told you the truth about yourself. If, if you took a, a cake over that you baked and it so pretty, you're walking in and uh, they're like, oh, that's a nice cake. I really like it. Thank you. You're all happy. And then they say something to you like, oh, no, you're, you're an evil person. This is all for your ego. you want to beat them up with the cake. You won't, just, you won't say, thank you, you're right about that. I'm getting an ego feeling from this. You're trying to make them to doubt what they see about you. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Overcoming is more than just forgiving your parents. It's the beginning. Because you see that you're wrong for being angry, you forgive And now the heart changes from hate to love because there there are two consciousness. There's a higher consciousness, there's a lower one. Um, The higher consciousness is God, his nature, his his ways, his love, right? And so what love starts to do for you, if you stay on that straight and narrow path, it will allow you to see the fallen nature, the lower consciousness. And that you live in that lower consciousness. Everything you do, everything you think, everything you feel, come with a thought, and then the feeling, and then you act it out. But if you understood that that lower consciousness is thoughts, or thoughts, you will stop listening to the thoughts. There are never, ever, 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 but ever, never, never a reason to listen to thoughts, because when you do, you're, you're listening to the devil, and you're worshiping him. That's why you shouldn't be remembering, read the Bible to remember the word. It makes you think that God was the word. He was. He was the truth in Christ, but you don't understand that because you listen to thought, what you've been taught and what you've been told. If you can get to a point in life, and you can if you get out, if you're all in, where you have literally no response to the world, zero response to the world, and zero response to thought, the inner world and the outer world, then you could be free. When you get, when some, when you get afraid because you worried about, somebody says something about your person, what people think about your reputation and all that. It, when you can let that happen and, and feel the fear of that happening, then you would not care anymore. Because you will see that reputation doesn't even exist. The idea that you have a reputation is an illusion. You don't have a reputation. It's in your mind that you do so. You protect it, not knowing you're protecting evil. You're protecting an illusion. Because once you rise above that, and then this thing starts to die, 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 the love, the light of God kills the ego. You, it will not be destroyed without the light because the, uh, the light can overpower the darkness. We can't do it on our own, but you don't let the light happen because you're still living in ego, and you're afraid, you have fear, you worry. you're looking for love, you're looking for approval, you're, look, you're trying to present yourself in a way where people think you're nice, and all kinds of, but if you cut that out and just let that stuff go, you'll overcome it. Because the light of God will overcome, but you need love to do that Well, Not mama's love, not that ego love. You need the love from here. And once you start allowing that to happen, life become amazing for you. It really, really does. You overcome all the illusion, and then you die, and then you shall rise. The real you will rise, and then you shall live. And you'll be in the world, and people won't know your secret. They won't know that you're free inwardly because you still be the same outwardly. You'll go to parties, you'll, you'll do this and do that, but you won't have the fears and the doubts and the worries and insecurities and looking for approval. And you'll do things for people and feel nothing about it, whether they say thank you or not. You know how mothers teach their children to say, thank you. If the kids don't want to say thank you, they don't have to say thank you. You say thank you if you want to right and if that person get mad at the kid the young child doesn't say thank you then you say well why did you give it to him take it back if you need a if you need a validation from it because that's all it is you got have you ever seen people get mad at you because you don't say thanks uh, or the mother tell the children what are you gonna say say thanks and the child go thank you what's all that about right that's fulfilling the ego. That's making the mother or the father look better than what they are because if the kid don't say things, the parents are going to think that you think that they're bad parents. And so they smack the kid to make the kid say things. What oh, a mess, huh? So human nature is evil, but, and so what's wrong with being wrong is not being able to, to see for yourself that, yes, I did a wrong thing, but it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Don't take the credit for it because you're possessed mentally and and uh, in the body, in the pain. The pain you feel is not yours and the thoughts you get are not yours. It's the devil. It's not you. And so when you put your eyes on yourself, you're going to see it's really, you're going to literally see that it's not you. And you'll stop calling it I or me or I did this or I did that. And you would know, as someone said, you would know, yeah, I did do that, but it wasn't me. You, you don't have to admit it to the world, but at least inwardly, you know, yeah, I, I shouldn't have spanked my child. I was wrong. And just saying that, seeing that within yourself, he's going to show you that it's not you. The real you don't have fear and doubt. You're up here, and you identify with the not you. You're possessed. It's not you. And no one ever told you that it's not you. And that's why it's so hard to overcome because it feels like you're overcoming you. But you're really coming out of the, the, the not you. You you have never done anything wrong. You have lived a life without doing wrong, but you think you've done wrong. And so as a man thinking, so as he is. Let me say when I say you have not done anything wrong, what what do you think about that statement, Issa? Uh,
7: well, as soon as you said that, uh, first thing came to mind was uh, Adam in the garden and the temptation uh, from the devil. And uh, it's interesting when you say thoughts, because I'm thinking, well, you know, Adam, you know, God blessed Adam with naming the animals. So I'm like, were those thoughts? I mean, what was he thinking? I mean, you know, but regarding I've never done anything wrong, you know, if Satan was never never there to tempt man, you know what would have happened. So, I think this is like the first time I maybe heard what you've what you just said the way you just That's said. Why I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you believe you have done anything wrong?
7: Well, it it makes me challenge the notion whether or not I, as a human being, before and after I was saved had any agency so I mean the reason why if if I had to agree with it it makes me think of how you know when you're young and I think you've brought this up on your show before like they're not arresting 8 year olds you know 8 year olds just want to play and hang out and have a good time they're not thinking about stealing they're not thinking about fornicating they're just enjoying life
0: well now they are
7: oh Interesting. In the Uh good old
0: days, they did not, but they're so messed up now. They're robbing and stealing cars and doing those things at eight years old. But I know what you mean, the point you're
7: making. Right, you know, and so what happens is we start getting to middle school and high school, and it brings me back to what you were saying about parents, and, you know, we're seeing what we see on TV, and it's all this corruption. And where does this corruption come from? The evil one. And so I'm kind of like, hey, you know, maybe I haven't done anything wrong, but definitely something I would need more time to think about.
0: Um, well, let's do some quick thinking. So you believe you have done wrong?
7: In the sense that, well, I mean, you know, there's this, you know, it's like I want to respond, but I'm also kind of like, hey, you know, there's a YouTube channel. Other people are going to hear this. Uh, so it's like, tone that out, right? Um, but the reason why I hesitate is in moments where I've asked God for forgiveness, you know, for whatever the sin was, there were a lot of circumstances where I knew exactly the consequences of my actions. You know, I don't... But I don't know if this is... Am am I giving myself more credit than I'm used to? Am I not? Uh, I'm not so sure, but, you know, I've made a constant... I have made a conscious decision in the past to do wrong things. And so when you ask me, hey, have you done anything wrong...
0: you made a decision that, you know what? This is wrong to do, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do it.
7: Sure. I mean, in, in the regards to, you know, hey, maybe it started as a thought. Maybe I saw somebody do it.
0: So if it started as a thought, why do you think you did it?
7: Well, because it's, it's almost as if, uh, to respond to a, an earlier uh, retort, I remember Jesus says...
0: You said an early retort? No,
7: <laughs> early retort. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, oh, man, that's going to be a great soundbite um, You know as I, I remember Jesus pointed a,
0: over there So I was trying to figure out who was retired over there
7: No um, But In the book of John I'm currently reading that Jesus says to the disciples that If I never came, you would not be a, you would not be guilty of sin But since I have came And I have shown you the light And I have shown you the Father Because you've seen me you are now convicted of sin. Like there's no more excuses now, and I'm like, well, okay. I mean, you know, it. Like I said, I go back to the the garden. I mean, did Adam and Eve just kind of go, oh, hey, all right, sounds good, or were they, hey, I know God said don't don't eat from that tree, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I don't know. I it's and do. So it,
0: if it started with a thought, why do you think it was you?
7: To repeat the early early thing I said was. It's almost as if, okay, you know what, here's the temptation. I'm thinking about it, right? And the what, thought's there. the temptation? But I'm accepting the consequence. Well, in regards to d- d- uh, defying a direct order from God. What? D- defying a direct order from God.
0: So you, let's say you tiptoeing through the tulips, all is well, right? And then you, you decide, you know, I don't want to do wrong. I'm too happy here. And I'm going to do wrong. And, and that, thought, that starts with a thought, right? Yes. And, and do you think you create the thought that want that tell you to do wrong? No. And, and you, do you think you would tempt it with the thought?
7: I want to say yes, but I feel like there's an exception out there, but I can't think of that. I'm sorry. I think there might be an exception to that, but I'll say yes.
0: You were tempted with the thought, right? Yes. And who did the thought come from?
7: Has to be the evil one.
0: Right. And so why do you take credit for it? then, if it was started by the evil one, he tempted you and you didn't resist the temptation. Well, by going then, am along with it. Why do you take credit for it? That it was you.
7: Well, uh, I can't help but understand that if if God wanted to make autonomous people who always obeyed him, that we wouldn't have free will and free agency. And so when I think about free will, it's almost as if, okay, it's starting as a thought, well, what do I do with it now, right? And so in order for me to move forward or to turn that thought into action, I have to accept the ramification as to what I'm doing. And that's why I'm kind of saying it's, I don't know if it's 100% Oh, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. I was tempted, and then I felt you know I followed it. But it's like, how many times has that happened? And we're like, you know, what? I'm going to do it anyway.
0: Amazing. I understand what you're saying. Right. You said that, and then this young lady won't respond to that. But let me ask you: oh. Say, God doesn't want us to have autonomy.
7: Well, in regards to
0: what is autonomy? Uh,
7: as if I've always asked myself the question: Why did God allow? Satan to even exist like what's the point And one thing I came to a conclusion was To basically show what disobedience looks Like no different than how you have an offensive Team and a defensive team you know In a game uh, And with that being said If God why did God create man What was the point if he's all divine if He's all good wh- what are we used for Well I mean to go so uncur- what's autonomy, In the sense of God gives us the Choice to uh allow him into our lives or not you know like we're not trees we're not animals repeat that we're not trees we're not animals basically god gives us the free will to decide if we want to choose him or or not that's that's kind of what i mean by autonomy
0: oh god give us autonomy mean god give us free will whether we want to choose him or not yes did you choose to be evil
7: Uh, I don't know if I would I don't know
0: fellowship, if We were just fellowshiping
7: I don't know if I would Choose to be
0: evil But I feel did like I,
7: I chose to Make a decision That is going to Say benefit me But at the cost Of somebody else
0: Did you choose to be evil
7: No because I don't think We were created to be
0: And so So did God give you The choice to be evil or not
7: yeah, That's a hard question I mean I know we keep coming back To the same thing But But uh, Basically, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just going to keep repeating myself. I'm just trying to, th- I'm trying to word it in a different way, at least to make it make sense. Is that were we created to be evil? No. You know, are so we-
0: where's the free will then if you didn't have the, the freedom not to be evil?
7: Well, that's what I'm saying, where you turn that thought, good or bad, into action.
0: But you've been evil all your life. Sure, been lost. And um, so where was the free will? Why at the point before you became evil? Why did you decide to go with evil rather than good?
7: Well, to go back to the book of Genesis, I always thought that at first what happened to Adam and Eve was based on innocence. Oh, if they just would have known what would have happened, they wouldn't have done it. But I'm like, no, that's just complete ignorance. You know, like, think about it. God comes into a, a form where he is speaking to Adam. You know, he is he's being shown all the animals. How could you disobey that? You know, how could you willingly make that decision when, when the God Himself is telling you, "Hey, do not go over there, do not eat from the tree, do not listen to the evil one," right? And I don't disagree with you that it's that it starts as a thought, but then I think Adam
0: didn't listen to the evil one.
7: Oh, right, it was Eve. But at the same time, listen
0: to the evil woman, right? Sorry, ladies. (laughs) You know, and it wasn't her, but it was the nature that was in her. Right. And so that's why the woman is the man's God. And, and I remember the devil said, hey,
7: uh, man, what is it? Uh, you shall not die if you eat from this, but you will be like God and no good from evil. And man, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this probably bad, but I can't help but think that how did that start? You know, Jesus Christ isn't even here
0: yet. And you're the, you're the first two humans. How could this be this? So let me just ask, and then I want to move on to the sure, other hands. Sure. Um, when you say God doesn't want us to be autonomy, what does autonomy mean? Well, in Give the me sense a, of. A simple black meaning. A
7: simple black meaning. Hmm. I got, I got, I got to tap into the, my other side yeah, of myself. Yeah, tap
0: into your black side.
7: Right. Um,
0: Autonomous? Autonomous? Like where we're not
7: robots. You know, like in regards to, for example, like race, you yeah. know, like we look different, different species of trees and this and that. I just can't help but think to ourselves that we're not animals. Like we're 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 man, we're, yeah, free will. You know, we're made in God's image.
0: Oh, That's simple, but you don't have a free will. Do you have a free will?
7: Well, not in the sense that I'm going to be, you know, making up my own heaven and I'm suddenly supernatural. No, do
0: you have a free will?
7: I mean, I don't necessarily want to say. Yes, because, you know, I'm saved and I want to have God's will in me and I feel the Holy Spirit and I have a relationship with Christ. So it's like, no.
0: You don't have a, you got all that going on and you still don't have a free will?
7: I just don't think the answer is a quick yes or no. That's why I'm sighing. That's why I'm doing it. Right. No, I understand. Right. It's not me like, man, give give the mic over there. She's been having her hand up the whole time. You know, it's not, I'm not sighing because of that.
0: Oh, I see her in the corner.
7: Right. She's doing her homework over there. But, um, I, I, I honestly think humans do have agency and we do have free will, but it's it's you believe not. You mean that
0: you have a free will?
7: When you say our thoughts are on our own, it's something I never really heard before. It's something that I'm not necessarily over like overreacting to. Right. I just nice. can't help but think that these thoughts, whether they come from Christ or whether they come from Satan, at the end of the day, it's going to be you who decides to put that into action and. I can't help but if I say no to free will then I say no to what I just said and I just can't do that but right. well, I'm, willing, I'm willing to be wrong
0: let me know. ask you this then I gotta move on absolutely do you own anything ooh no and so if you don't own anything where's your free will
7: my response to that would be then why are we here right you know we're here to bear fruit to be disciples and so I can't help but think well material ownership no
0: but, oh, man. You saw that my friend in a green shirt. Right. Um, he size
7: more
0: than
7: me. Yeah. Right. We've got to get this man a manager. <laughs> a manager. <laughs> That's actually a YouTube comment. But but, I totally uh,
0: understand, man. I, I, right. I just want you to start thinking. So Absolutely. You really examine. Right. But we, we don't have a free will. I would just think about that. If you have a free will, you would have never done anything wrong in the last 100 years. You would have done all good things for yourself.
7: My rebuttal that, to that would be, remember when you were just talking about saying thank you, for right. example, with the young children? If, if we as parents, you know, always say, hey, say thank you. They just gave you something. Hey, say thank you. Are we doing it because we want to say thank you, or are we doing it so we don't get hit? Are we doing it just so mom shuts up, just so yeah, dad shuts up? He
0: isn't doing it for those reasons. Well, right. And you mothers know. are doing it because they want to look good to the giver.
7: Sure. And I have to think to myself, well, okay, if, if the point is to get the child to say it without asking, you know, without demanding that they just say it because you want them to say it, right. is that not a choice? I don't know.
0: It's what's not a choice.
7: Well, you're saying we don't have free will, right? You
0: know, you're forcing the kid to be like you want them to be. And they're the kid, so they're going out of fear, they're going to do it.
7: Well, then I'll bring up another example when you say the silent prayer. You know, just today you're just like, hey, why aren't you doing the silent prayer? And I'm thinking to myself, well, is that not a choice right there to do it morning and night? I, I, I just don't know. I mean, because I don't, I don't disagree with you that, hey, it's thoughts to, right. you know, not persuade you to do otherwise. But,
0: but it's you know, not a thought. The devil's talking out of it. The devil will let her get up every morning and hoop and holler and pray. He will let her get up early every morning and every night. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Help me, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for my wife, my hood, my children, my everything, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I can breathe. I'm alive again. He'll let you do that all day long because mm. He knows you're worshiping Him. You're not even talking to God. Mm. But to sit still, let that go, he, he doesn't want that to happen. Mm. When you realize you can't do anything, you don't change anything, you don't own anything, mm. anything, he doesn't want you to know, he doesn't want you to separate from him. Mm. He wants you to stay here, one with him. Absolutely. He wants your soul. Mm. So he's talking her out of that. God is not, she's not talking herself out of it. The devil says, oh, you're too tired. You went to bed late last night. Oh, yeah, I did. Or you got to get up and get to work a little early in right. Make right. some breakfast. Oh, yeah, I do. Right. But if she hoop and holler, he'll let her hoop and holler and let the whole day go by.
7: Right. Well, I appreciate the mic. I thank you for everything. And I absolutely will take everything for consideration. And thanks, everybody, for letting me kind of hog it for a bit.
0: No, man. You'll have to thank us. We're fellowshipping. Right on. Yes, sir. Um, Hold that thought for one minute. Did you get anything from that discussion? Uh, yeah. You think we have autonomy? You can hold on to the mic. I'll come right back to you. Uh, and I want to feedback. So, I, you know, I want you to know that you know that you know that you know, not just because someone said it.
6: Well, I'll tell you what I got out of it. I'm going to really be working. I'm going to be it's working on that chest. silent. I'm going to be, I have I'm
0: sort oh, of. Is a, it from the chest or the belly?
6: I don't know, but. Uh, I have what kind What does heat
0: say? Uh, say it with your chest. I have sort
6: of a breathing issue, so it's not real easy for me to. You have you know, a
0: brain issue,
6: you say. Breathing. We all oh. have a brain
0: issue. Breathing. <laughs> oh, breathing. Yeah, oh, okay. breathe, breathing. I got it. Yeah. Okay.
6: Um, I what I take from just listening to all of it is I am going to be saying that silent prayer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give that time to God first thing yeah. every morning and set my pace right.
0: Yeah. Good.
6: Yeah. So that's really what I took from it.
0: Right on. That yeah. that's a beginning. That's perfect. Okay. Absolutely. Keep it simple. Right. Yes,
3: sir. Uh, a lot of things were said, both for when you were you know, teaching a moment ago and then what he said. Um, I guess what I've been going through, doing the silent prayer consistently, and the more I do it, the more I realize that I have no choice to do anything. I can't control anything. And when I become still, I feel like becoming still is also being present because my, my opinion is uh, our human nature that you just described is the exact same thing. If you take the word human out and say devil, it's the same thing. Yeah. The devil's nature wants to be in control.
0: It is the devil's nature in no, all honesty. The human nature is the devil's nature. That's why the nature needs to change from the devil's nature to God's nature. It is. It's not us. But we identify with it because no one ever, told, our parents didn't tell us or no one said, don't be angry. It's not you. They let us be angry or they let this happen and we identify with it, you know, thinking that we're living, but we're really dying. But it's not us. We're possessed with spirits. It's totally not us. And the sooner you see that, the sooner you'll be free.
3: And I think that's the hard part is when you were saying what's wrong with being wrong and to what I was saying earlier, the wrong is knowing that you're not wrong. That's what's wrong. Yeah, and not knowing absolutely. that you have that spirit telling you, you know, some people have in general, right? Um, they're overweight because they eat too much. You know, I've been in, in, in cases when I was, you know, a lot you know, more overweight. And I look back and I realize in those moments I went unconscious. And I just next thing you know, I'm like six packets of Oreos down or something because I went unconscious.
0: Absolutely. And then
3: you come out of that. Absolutely. And then you wake up and then you feel and then and then you feel bad. You feel guilty. You feel fat. You tell yourself all these things. And And then you, then you go back.
0: If you go unconscious, just add to it, not cut you off. Sorry. but you go unconscious. The problem is you go unconscious. When you go unconscious, you eat all the Oreos up. You get all fat. And then, and then the devil kind of step aside, let you see that you fat. And then he's like, "Oh, you are fat now." Oh, yeah. happy. he's really Everybody like looking at you. Now you're judging that. He got you judging yourself about that, and you want to jump off a bridge or eat more Oreo or go hide somewhere.
3: And that's what you know. My wife and I, we were saying, like, everyone has a, a, a weakness inside that we just don't know what it is, and the devil uses that to catch you, Absolutely. and he won't give it to you all in one shot. Yeah. He'll give you a little hint. I just take one bite or just just take a sip or just one 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 little dose. It's not going to be bad. And then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And
0: if, if we were able to and we are, you grow to it. If you were able to resist that first temptation, if you can see that devil telling you to eat that. And resist it. Or if you got to, got to, got to, got to, got to do it. Be conscious of of, of, of taking that first bite, bite, right? Don't go unconscious with it. And it's the awareness that will change it. You won't develop the wrong relationship with it because you're conscious of what you're doing. Or you'll overcome it if you're already into it. You will overcome it because the light will change the nature. We're, We're in a bad nature in that fallen state, and that's what needs to change. So you got to be aware. You're absolutely right. The awareness will cause you to resist the temptation. Absolutely, man. The awareness is so important. The higher level of consciousness. Absolutely, absolutely. But we got to... And then the more you do it, just to add to it some more, the more you do it, the more you can stay conscious. The less you do it, because they tell you, you don't have to get up and be still. You know, you, know, you got to get to work. You got to make some breakfast. He doesn't want you, he wants you to be unconscious because he knows if you sit still, you are be separated from his darkness. And then you're able to see and resist temptation without an effort because the light would do it for you. Your nature is of the light, which is of God. It's about the nature. Yes, Raymond. And then I saw your
5: hand too. You say we cannot create a single thought. Right. Yet, and yet, we, we, are, we have the ability to be aware of that th- uh, thought. And because of that, in that moment, we're able to cho- uh, choose to be a part of it or distance ourselves from it.
0: If you are intellectually aware of the thought, you're going to give in to it. You're going to be jealous, fearful, envious, strife, uh, malice. But if you're spiritually aware of it, you won't give into it. There are two, and I just realized that over the last years or so, there's two of awareness. Intellectually aware, you hear the truth, but then the devil tells you, oh, you got the truth. You, you went and forgave your mama. You went and forgave your daddy. That does nothing for you. But if you, can inwardly, what I, if you can inwardly see that you resent, when I went and forgave my parents, it was only because it was shown to me from within that I had the resentment. I didn't know I had that for my parents. And then, and I didn't know the effect that it was having on me. And so when I saw it, I had a sadness. There was like a cry, but it wasn't like a normal cry when somebody beat you up or your daddy died, your mama died, that kind of cry. It was a, a sad, it was a different kind of a cry because I knew I was wrong for doing that. And then that's what caused me to go and forgive. But I've noticed that you can intellectually go and forgive your mama and nothing changed. You don't have love. You still have fear and doubt. But if you truly, truly spiritually, because we are a spirit, if you truly spiritually forgive, doubt and stuff would disappear because perfect love would cast it out.
5: I understand it's that. the
0: spirit of the devil to
5: have fear. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yet, uh, yet either way you look at it, we still bear responsibility not the thought, but how we respond to it.
0: When you say we bear responsibility,
5: what do you mean? It's how we respond, uh, respond to the thought, uh, thought that the reason why we uh, we bear responsibility or how we cho- uh, choose to r- be right or to become wrong. Um.
0: I don't quite know. You may be right. I just don't understand it.
5: Well, like I said before, when a person's wrong, that per, uh, person runs away from reality. But when but, a person sees is wrong, he uh, walks toward reality.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, if I did wrong, I can see that I did wrong, but it wasn't me. I won't take credit saying it was me. Are oh, you saying that?
5: Uh, yes, I say is... Because when
0: you say that it's you, then you're worshiping the devil when it wasn't you. We're literally not in control of anything. We don't own anything. Our bodies are not our bodies. Our automobiles are not ours. Our homes, our children. We, our bodies, we're nothing. We just. That's why when the ego dies, all that stuff fades away and you stop ownership. It's like when you join the Christian religion, now you defend Christianity like you own it. You know, you don't own it. We don't, we don't own anything. But the ego have a thinking that we do own something. Uh, like when the kids don't do exactly what you want them to do. You think you own that kid, you're going to beat that kid up and they don't do it the way you want them to do it. And if they don't do it right away, you'll get mad because that's your child. You my child. I brought you in this world. I'm going to take you out. Right? If women understood that they don't own their bodies and the baby that's in the body is not there, they would never think of killing the baby. They would not give in to the temptation of abortion. But they've been convinced that they own the body and they own the baby and they want a career. They've been convinced of all lies.
5: So when it comes down to it, people don't want to admit how impotent they are. Right. The ego won't let them. Absolutely. And so
0: if you're saying that if you do wrong, you know, yes, I did that, but you know that it wasn't you, then you'll be fine. You'll overcome it. But if you don't at at least acknowledge, yes, I did do that, but ain't no way I would have done that on my own. I was encouraged because nobody decide to do wrong. The decision comes because you are not staying away from the devil.
5: I guess I feel that way after, after after every time I do the silent prayer. I feel impotent because I feel I can't do a damn thing.
0: Well, thanks for cursing in church. Sorry about that. <laughs> the devil made you do it. I understand. Uh, this your man, yeah.
4: Okay, we're talking about evil. Sorry, uh, we're talking about evil here a lot. Yes. Okay, so why do people commit evil and? You can define evil as, I mean, drinking, drugging, sex, other stuff. But why do people commit evil? That's a good question. But I think most people commit evil because it's a heck of a lot of fun. All <laughs> right, I think that's How what the reason the most people thing. do. It's a heck of a lot of fun.
0: But well, we really look at it, it's not fun.
4: No, because it it bites you back like a rattlesnake. Yes. Absolutely. Right. You know, and it's just temporary fun, and then it causes. Problems, half in the short term, midterm, and long term. So it's when you're seeking you instant, a- when you're seeking instant gratification, you're in for a world of pain.
0: So what now? When
4: you're seeking instant gratification, you're in for a world of pain.
0: One hundred percent right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you have a problem, which do you look at, the problem or the solution?
4: Well, as a man, <laughs> you always look for the solution. Logically, rationally, reasonably, every man does that.
0: And women don't do it?
4: I, I don't know, but men, men, men get to the meat right away. So they don't look there... at the potatoes. They go, okay, let's, yeah. the, we, the problem, let's go for the steak. Let's solve the problem. Let's not loiter on the problem. Let's not overthink about it, whatever. Does that
0: work for you?
4: Many times it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Because sometimes it leads to impulsiveness, stupidity, um, a, a, a chronic need for action, and not being still, right? When you can be addicted to action, and then... You're always fidgeting, and then like, okay, I'm fidgeting. That means there's something wrong with me,
0: what right? Reason. So, which do you look for when you have a problem? At? Do you look at the problem or solution?
8: I used to look at the solution, but now I realize there isn't even a problem.
0: So, which do you look? For the solution of the problem,
8: uh, to be like not so ethereal solution. What solution? You look for solutions. Yeah. Oh, okay. And <laughs> did you have your hair? I did have one quick question. Yes. So, it's kind of a two-part thing, but based off of what Raymond was saying, what this young man was saying.
0: Raymond, why are you shaking? What? Are you having a fit?
8: <laughs> what I what, what I'm. What I'm seeing is that when we think about free will, the free will is really Satan's will.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's not God's will is the devil's will.
8: Yeah. Because really us even thinking there is a choice is the us thinking we have free will is us believing Satan's will. Yeah. And when you say doubt the thought or do the silent prayer, we're not making the choice. It's then, it's God's will. Let God's will be done. So it's never our choice. It's never, yeah. So anyway, that was just something interesting. And the second thing, this is a question, if, like what he was saying, if devil's nature is human nature, when we're first born, because we're not born sinners, we're born into sin, do we initially have God's nature?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if the parents and the teachers and things left you alone and let you just grow, you will grow in God's nature more. You still have to repent eventually anyway because we're born into the mess. But it won't be as dramatic as it is when we're not told the truth. And especially if the parents were to say, you know, I'm sorry for doing that to you kids. And then they change. And the kids, the parents would become that perfect example and the kids will grow in that perfect example. Because it's not what the parents say, it's what they do. is how they are, their nature. Because they can say the right things, but if their nature is wrong, the kids are going to grow up the same way. Because they, it's spirit to spirit. They think it's physical to physical, but it's spirit to spirit. Amazing. Yes, sir.
9: Uh, I... Um was living in a camp in, at Zuma, and uh, eventually we kind of inherited it and cleaned it up. There's a lot of trash and stuff there because it's like a homeless camp. And so I noticed uh, around that area, uh, well, we would go to the church, and they'd hand out a lot of food, a lot of extra food. And I noticed that, you know, um, a lot of people would be irresponsible with it. The right, It would attract rats yeah. trash and then just become a total disaster absolutely it's, it's very frustrating uh, because
0: they're they're destroying your nature they're making you depend on them or some outer source rather than the inner source well we did why god said we have to work if you don't work you don't eat simply that
9: they Another wanted star. to give us uh, i apologize uh no. They wanted to give us too much food, and I was just like, "Well, I only want to have what I can eat. You know, I don't want extra because yeah. then I have to figure out, you know, what to do with it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and a lot of them, I don't know, just it just just happened. Too too much food left out, and then the, you know, and it, it just uh, free things just become trash that was just spread out, and it just it was unsightly and just uh, absolutely I, man. That, that's what I saw, you know. Because they're
0: stopping the natural development of the nature that God has given us to fend for ourselves, to take care of ourselves. It's not growing. That's why the kids have responsibility, and that way, when they leave home at eighteen, nineteen, whatever, you don't have to worry about them. They'll take care of themselves. What? They'll have food on the table because they don't mind working. They'll they'll do what
9: it takes to grow and grow and grow. And like you said, that the church people would. I, I felt like you know they had an ego about it, and it's all they're like, "Here, you know, m- you know, have have some more food, and, I, and just like, you know, it's what am I gonna do with this? You know, yeah. I can't, I can't eat all this. And uh, I mean, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe they wanted wanted it to get consumed, but it's but it, most ego. of it doesn't. And and this is a problem that went unaddressed. You know, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of this extra food is is turning into. Rat food is causing trash and and disaster. Uh, When the government told the blacks 70 years ago,
0: we'll take care of you. You can have as many babies as you want. We'll take care of you. From that point, they went downhill. Prior to that, blacks were doing well. They were doing fine, thank you. But once the government started taking care of them and they took the fathers away, look at the situation today. It hasn't gotten better. It had gotten way worse, and they have more freedom today than any other time I guess in history. I guess, I but but they're more enslaved today than ever.
9: I can't imagine. That must be such a great feeling to be able to maintain your own resources and be self uh, self dependent. And it's I, amazing. I, I'm not, uh, and uh, I don't know how to get there. But man, one step I, at a time. I wish, I, and I'm not unhappy, you know, but, you know, I do, you know, I am reliant on, on other things. You get a little
0: job, one job will lead to something else or something else. Start out small, keep it simple. You don't have to start out with a big mansion, have a little hut. And then you'll grow in that hut because the needs will, the need will come and you'll see how to fulfill the need. So, don't, and don't compare yourself, don't try to be like and have what someone else has you just be you and keep it simple.
9: I am. I am already happy, though. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be happy working. <laughs> Give it so, a I mean, try and see what happens. I, I mean, I mean, I, I I do writing and I uh, get a real job. Well, I, th- I think continue your writing. I don't feel like I'm creating something, so uh, uh, that's I got to move. But yeah, it, and, and I, my brother's an editor, and I'm gonna manuscript it and see what he thinks. But know I'm,
0: why you? Right and go wash the dishes at the cafe or something. No, or, or or serve the tables. Do cut the grass.
9: I don't think paid. I see things way different. I, I don't I don't know if uh I don't know if I want to be part of any of that stuff. I I, I see
0: so if whoever taking care of you, if they stopped taking care of you, what
9: would you do? Um I, I would figure out ways to get money. And I'd probably be a lot more rich, <laughs> but, but it's not something I'm, I'm interested in. Well, you don't want to
0: do it to get rich. You want to do it because you're supposed to take care of yourself. You want to grow inwardly.
9: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I, I can't think of, of something I really believe in that I want to contribute to. Oh Okay. So, so I just, I do my writing. I, I, I think stay uh, with that, but yeah. I got to
0: move on. Sure. Thanks. Um, When you have problems, which do you look at, the problem or the solution?
12: Immediately, I think about the problem.
0: You think about the problem? Yeah. And so you look at the problem and not the solution?
12: Sometimes I'm too caught up in the problem to even see past it, to see the solution.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so you normally go for the problem?
12: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Okay. How about you? When you have problems. Do you go with the problem or the solution?
12: Neither. I just do the next step, the next thing
0: to do. What's that?
12: Hopefully, the the solution. But just do the next thing in front of me to do.
0: So you go. For, so. So you say that when you have problems, you don't go for the solution or the problem.
12: Um, no. Just the next thing to do.
0: What's the next thing? What do you mean I well, just don't understand.
12: Um, maybe if I'm talking about like a physical example, like at work or something, if something, there's a physical problem in front of me, right. I might not know what the end solution is, but just to do the next thing in front of me.
0: But when you have inner problems. Okay, an inner
12: problem. The, uh, the problem.
0: You, you, you look at you go the for the problem? The problem first. Yeah. Why?
12: Um, because it's the thing that's closest to me it's the problem the problem is closer than the solution so So
0: when you have an inner problem you you look instead of looking for a solution you look for the problem I acknowledge
12: the problem first so I see that first because it's the closest thing to me and then from there from there what I see the problem and then I try to calm down or try to look within and then do the next thing but oftentimes it is the thing that's closest to me so I do look at
9: the problem first
0: all right how about you we have problems, do you look for the problem or the solution?
9: Now I don't see myself as having problems.
0: So you don't have any problems.
9: I don't, I don't see anything. I don't see myself well, as having problems. But when you did have problems,
0: or, uh, do you when look I for the did solution, have problems, or the problem?
9: When I did have problems, I think I looked at the problem first. Why? Because kind of like she said, it's, it's like what's in front of you. Oh, okay. But now I feel free.
0: <laughs> so when you have inner problems, oh you don't have problem inner problem now at all. I don't feel like but when you did, you look for the solution or the problem.
9: I feel like I looked at the problem and then i would when I did have problems, I would look at the problem and then dwell on it and then start judging myself about it, and it'd take a while to finally get to the point where I'm like, oh, okay, well, what can be the solution
0: Oh okay, yeah. Then you look for the solution. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you have your hand real fast because we're out on time? Maybe the time is up just
2: like that. Um, rather than go back, I i mean, I'll just answer the question you just asked. I mean, I, when you
0: have problems, do you do do you go with the problem or look for a solution?
2: I feel like my answer is similar to Rochelle's, but to not just be like, I have no problems. uh I would say, historically, I went for the solution, and immediately, as fast as possible, so any solution. because time
0: when you have a problem now, do you go for the problem or the solution?
2: I don't really have problems now, but when I did... Well, you don't have any problems either? I, I, nowadays, when I have problems, I do nothing. Wait a minute. So do you have inner problems? Nowadays, if I experience inner problems, I just do nothing, and do I you wait. Do you
0: experience inner problems? Not really.
2: I need a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't really experience problems because so like, when they come my way, I just you don't. You say like
0: Rochelle, right? Rochelle says she has no problem. Yeah. Did you say you have no problem? No. So you never have inner conflict? Not, not
2: really, not now.
0: No. Not really? No. Do you ever have inner conflict? No.
2: W- but not really Sound like you might. Not really is my casual answer as I say no. Yeah, no, I don't. You don't have any, ever have inner conflict? I can't hear you. No.
0: Oh, okay. Amazing. So let me just say this because we're out of time. I want y'all to give this a try. Give it. Oh, I forgot you were way over there. I'll get to your when I close out here. Um, I want you to give it a try for a day, a week, a day. The next time you have Frankie, I was going to ask you, give me a quick yes or no. I mean, what you do, we have problems. Do you do it for the solution or the problem? Today, today, uh, the solution. And why the solution? Um,
1: the problems would overwhelm me and emotion, make me emotional and out of control. Yeah. And I would be overwhelmed and I couldn't even think. And, and, so and you look uh, it's paralyzing. So n- now's you know, OK, I'm a problem solver. Let me try to See if I can fix this. Oh, so and do you ever get it fixed? Uh, I would say no. <laughs> I would say no once I, because I was in my head oh, okay. uh, and I needed to come out of that
0: and, you know, let he, God fix it. You here's know. what I recommend, just for a week. Y'all are, some of y'all ain't going to make it a no week, but anytime from this point forward you have inner conflict, which is a problem. With his thoughts and, as Francisco was saying, emotion. Look at the problem. Don't look for a solution. Do not look for a solution. You gotta stand there, like he said. He have the reason he look for a solution is because you have all this inner conflict going on. This emotion, you become emotional, you become afraid, or whatever, right? Look at that and go through that. Do not look for a solution. When you're fighting with your wife or your husband and he's just yelling or she's yelling, sit there and go through it. And just look at it. Or if you feel fear or doubt or you're in a crowd, you feel shame or you feel shy or whatever and you're scared, don't look for a solution. And what I want you to To notice is that every time you have a solution all you're doing is create another problem it doesn't solve that conflict at all you get a temporary release from it but now you got another problem with that so called solution you use you just create another problem you can't solve it you got to go through it you have to go through it so give it and it's going to be overwhelming at times as Francisco was saying, he's looking for a solution. It's overwhelming. It's emotional. It's in the mind. It's driving him crazy. Give it a good try. Don't look for a solution. And, and, and it ain't going to quote the Bible to you. He's going to tell you to do this and do that. Don't do it. And see what happens. What y'all think about that? It's easier said than done. But if you want to be free, you got to do it. We've been, the devil got us and we've been trained to always look for solutions. We should not look for a solution. Now, if you're at work and, you, and the table broke, you need to figure out a, a logical solution about how to fix the table. But I'm talking about inner fears and doubts and strife and jealousy and envy and judgment and all that. All right. Give it a good try. All right. So we're out of time. My uh, biblical question for next week. My biblical question, brand new. What does it mean to sit in judgment of yourself? What does it mean to sit in judgment of yourself? All right, that's the brand new biblical question. What does that mean, real fast, to sit in judgment of yourself?
6: Um, to acknowledge that uh, I cause my own problems, or my, not me. Is causing the
0: problems. Okay. Very interesting. That's my brand new biblical question. Get on that straight and narrow. As you heard, Nick read that information. You want to become an individual. You came into this world alone. You got to be able to live in this world as an individual. All right? And you it, just, if you want to be free, you have no other choice. You got to become an individual. Now, intellectually, you don't try to make yourself be an individual. Because I can see people now going, oh, I'm not going to go hang out with nobody. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Be an individual. Stay on that straight and narrow. Be still and know God. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. We have the best counseling service if you need it. Marriage, individual, family counseling. Uh, Check out the books and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll be back on the radio show tomorrow. Thank you for your time at the office and your support. All right? Amazing, thank you guys. Nice.